right, everyone, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. What a day! It's early in the morning. We had, uh, what do we have, what do they call it? Tornado, not warnings, or, uh, not watches, warnings, where that's where you're supposed to go shelter in place in the basement. So we've been sheltering in place in the basement since 3.45 this morning. I'm not too excited. You hear my coffee mug jingling around. But I wanted to do a video because you know what? What else are you going to do at 3.45 in the morning? <laughs> not much. When everyone's all in one room. Um, well, I, I did a video yesterday about, uh, a part of my video was about Odell Beckham and Mara still talking, still chatting. And I thought that was kind of weird. And because of the fact of the way that Odell left the team and the nuances of his trade and everything else that went on back in, back in the day, back after the 18th season. And it kind of, it kind of got me thinking was the, now listen, I, I am not objective about this. I'm very subjective about it. Cause I am an Odell Beckham fan. I still have my number 13 Jersey. I still wear it from time to time, but I've said it before. I wasn't doing videos um, when the trade was made, but I did videos after the trade was made and uh, like a year after. And um, I thought to myself, you know, I understood the trade. I've said this a million times. I've said it in other videos. I understood the trade from the Giants' perspective. They felt they had an issue with Beckham. He did the interview when he ripped the team after he, he didn't really rip them, but he said not nice things after he signed his contract. Um, he had the drop in the end zone in green Bay and the one playoff game, but there's the whole boat trip, the net thing, him with the French model with the cigarette, which could have been marijuana, marijuana, Mary Jane. Um, but you know, it, it was nothing ever horrid though with Beckham. He was never a Terrell Owens. He was never a Randy Moss. He never hit anybody with their, his car. He never talked about his quarterback, man. He's, he, he, he's my quarterback. He never did any of those things. He did stupid things that people do, and he got slapped with the the label you don't want to get in pro football, the diva. You know what? If you're a diva and you're playing for the Giants and from 14 to 18, you have 4,000-yard receiving seasons, you could be a diva in my book, four out of five. He got hurt, of course, in 17. Probably shouldn't have been playing when he came back, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But when you have that type of talent, you know, I'll take the diva label. And I know people will point out the fact, well, you never win with wide receivers, diva wide receivers. You never win with them. You, know, you, you can win with them. You need, you need a good quarterback, but you can win with them. You wouldn't help 100%. But if you look at the trade, and, and I always say you got to look at a trade three years after the fact. And same thing with the draft class. You got to look at the draft class after their third season. So people forget that Olivia, Olivier Vernon was tied into that train. We got, uh, of course, Pepper, Zeidler, the Browns' first and third round pick in the 19 draft. That pick turned into O'Shane Zimenez in the third round. And Dexter Lawrence with the 17th pick overall. I always thought the Giants could have gotten more for Odell if they would have just held out a little bit more. There was conversation that they were trying to get the second or third overall pick with the 49ers. We knew that wasn't going to happen, but... I always felt if they would have, if they wouldn't have rushed, they seemed like they, it seemed like they rushed the trade. It really does. It seems like it seems like Mara wanted him out, and which I find even more contradicting that he still texts. He still texts. Will text Odell, but he he seemed to want him out. He said he seemed to he in my mind he misread the fan base that they wanted Odell gone. 
Because when you look at our receiving core and what we have accomplished in the two seasons after his departure, we probably could have used Odell. We, we probably could have used him to help maturate Daniel Jones and to help Eli Manning in his last season. Just throwing that out there. He would, he would have been a guy that could have, you could have teamed with Darius Slayton. He's a guy that, you know, if you look at the way we could have produced with Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard and maybe in the cast of others, we wouldn't have signed gold. We wouldn't have made the Golden Tate mistake. I liked the Golden Tate. I liked the Golden Tate signing. I didn't. I liked. I figured it was a good one year signing. I didn't like the. I didn't like the uh, the size or the years in the contract. But I thought it would have been a good signing for at least a year to a year and a half. But he could have added a nuance to this offense. Imagine the fact if you had, and of course I know Odell got hurt last year and people will point that out. Imagine the fact if you had a championship defense or a top 15 caliber defense like we had last year and he threw Odell into the mix. That would, that would, that would have been crazy. He could, he is a difference maker. He is a guy even still who he has not been the same player in Cleveland, but in 19, he still had 74 catches for over 1,000 yards. He had the longest 89, four touchdowns. And I laugh because of, and he only fumbled. He's, he's fumbled nine times in his career. He's only lost four. And I laugh because of the fact that we could have, that, that's, he, he was playing against, Jar, with, you know, alongside Jarvis Landry and, and a cast of, and a merry cast of others. So he's never, he was never going to be the true focal point, which is always surprised when he went to Cleveland. I think, I think he was more upset that he went to Cleveland because he knew he wasn't going to be the focal point of the offense. But imagine if you translate that type of talent into last season. Could it have helped Daniel Jones? Sure. And I know the big thing with Gettleman and Mara was, we didn't want him, uh, Odell, to dominate Daniel Jones. We didn't want him to be the guy that was going to, you know, go get under the rookie skin or, or, or push around the rookie. And, and that's another red flag to me with Daniel Jones. If you think that's the case... And he's not, he doesn't have a strong enough mental fortitude to withstand Odell Beckham. You know, he, he might have been drafting the wrong guy. But he is a cog that we could have used. And I never understood giving him the money and then trading him and then wrecking the cap for a year. That's why I get concerned about 2022 and that cap. Because of the fact that we kind of done the same thing. We, we've, we've pushed all the chips on the table 2021. We've wrecked the cap for 22. To the point that our own capologist says that tough decisions are going to need to be made and this is going to be a challenging season. I'm just saying to me, if you look at return, what we got, Zyler's gone. Peppers is a player, but we're probably not going to have the cap space to re-sign him. He's probably going to be a cap casualty for the Giants. Dexter Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, we need to see what we get out of him in year three without Dalvin Tomlinson. And O'Shane Zimenez has been a bust at this point. I'm not even, I'm not even 100% sure O'Shane makes the team. So if you look at it, and I, I love it because people always say, especially after the Giants trade, the Giants won or the Giants lost. No, you got to wait at least three years for the trade. Like I said, I, and again, I am an Odell fan. I admit that freely. I like Mr. Beckham. I got his jersey. I got a picture of the catch autographed hanging on my wall still. He was a transcendental talent for the Giants. And we basically let him go for nothing. Not nothing, but, you know, a good player in Peppers. We, we already let go of Zeidler. Uh, we have to see what we have in Dexter still in year three. And we're probably going to cut O'Shane. 
I'm just thinking it was not the right move at the time. I want to quickly briefly touch on the uh, Kyle Rudolph contract because I, I think it's interesting, uh, the contract, because of the fact that the Giants are talking about the fact that they knew about his injury. There was, uh, they basically are saying there was, there was no doubt in their mind. About it. I mean, they knew all about them. They knew all about the injury. They, they knew all about it, and they signed him anyways. And the, the Giants had an out with the Kyle Rudolph contract because, like I said, once, he, he, once they found out he was injured after he failed this physical, we could have you know, we could have gotten out of the contract. We, we could have walked away from the contract. We could have restructured the contract. But you have to hear how, you know, and he, Kyle hasn't even dressed yet. And we don't even know when, when he's coming back because, you know, he's, he still hasn't even got on the field. It's two years, you know, two years, 12 million. And all contracts are always pending physicals. And the Giants could have circled back and lowered the value on the contract and paid him more in incentives. But Gettleman says, we knew all along. He, he didn't blind us. He, do you think I would do this for, for a hobby? We're fine. The misunderstanding, and like I said, it's, it, if it was an issue last season and we could fix it in March and it wasn't anything football related, you know, it's, it's fine. But like I said, it's, it sounds, and then, he come, then Gettleman comes back again with a written statement to clarify some of the things he said in the press conference. He says, we honor the agreement because our doctors were confident Kyle would be fine following the procedure. Okay, so did you get blindsided about it? Did you, did you not know about it? I mean, which, 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 one, which one is it? I mean, it's even going back, you know, to... I don't know which which one is it. Did we know about the injury? Did we not know about the injury? Did we give a guy twelve million dollars? Really, only six million. Did did we give the guy this amount of money because of the fact that he that's that's what he wants to do? I mean, I don't know. So sometimes I wonder about Gettleman because, like I said, you could have gone back and reworked that contract and picked and picked up some more cap space and still had Kyle Rudolph because who knows we 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 have to see when we're going to see him now the other thing that I wanted to bring that up is because of the fact that the Giants are saying they're changing their stance on contract talks with Saquon Barkley you know Gellman has been a long believer about limiting extensions and evidently he is not going to do that now he's he doesn't he never liked giving extensions out during the middle of the year um and he, evidently he's changing his stance which, of course, is welcome news for Ingram and Peppers and Barkley. And Gellman came out and said, it depends on the guy and where the team is at. I used to feel like it was a bad idea, but not so much. I have changed my idea on that. Yes, I am a lot more flexible on it. Okay, and like I said, I'm not going to cry for Barkley because Barkley's still playing on the following year of his four-year, $31.9 million. He's kind of hitting that gray area that Gurley and Elliott and McCaffrey and, and uh, Camaro and Cook all kind of avoided by signing their, their contract or second contract in year three. Um, but none of those contracts were as large as Barkley's. And like I said, even entering into the season of the fifth year option, he'll still be paid in the, as a top 10 running back. I mean, we, if you think about it and I going, this is all going back to Odell. Also the giants handed out $95 million to Odell in 18. And he was coming off. Uh, what, he's coming off in the season. At, he fractured his ankle in the Yeah. He fractured his ankle back then. And I mean, so he, there, there is a, there is a, I want to say, I don't want to say there is a history of giving out contracts to injured people, Kyle Rudolph, but we did it with Odell because it was just an ankle fracture. It wasn't an ACL tear. Um, 
and Odell had been somewhat durable. You know, I think he played one season that was close to 15 games. The other one's like 14 games, 12 games. And again, Barkley was pretty much, you know, he, he had a fantastic rookie season. He had a good second season. Uh, he's missed 17 games over the last two years. He missed, of course, the sprained ankle in 19. Then he tore the ACL. So durability is going to be a question with the Barkley contract. It has to be. And I've said this before. I don't think that Barkley is injury prone. I think just think he's not lucky. You know, and so, so that happens. Sometimes you have bad luck on certain plays. I, like I said, so I don't think he's injury prone. But I, I get worried when Gettleman starts talking about he's going to give out contract extensions in the middle of the season or in the beginning of the season when we're already having issues with the cap going into 2022. Just throwing that out there. Again, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, please subscribe. Ring that play thing, that means that'd be awesome.